On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Bizarro Superman make unhappy me, if DC Comics can do the Arrowverse better than the CW, and if Mark Spector's mom was cool about Mark letting his little brother drown. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book that also reviews comic book cartoons sometimes. And that's it, you guys. My name is Cassie, and I'm back as host for this episode, and we got a full house. Everyone's here. Let me introduce Ryan first. Oh my god, it's me first? You first. All right, should I introduce the rest? Oh god, I want... I have well, I mean, to say yes. I'm ner- yeah, you're my trusted co-host who I definitely feel confident in passing this over to. Ryan, I would like you to introduce everybody else. I won't do it, but I will sit in the chair next to you and I <laughs> will correct every Great. fucking You uh, took like you- all of every time you make a mistake verbally, Englishly, grammarly, I will correct you uh, live on air. Excellent. You took 20 minutes out of this to be like, me, 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 I want to do this, and now you're just going to say you're just going to judge me? Well, me, me, me is how I uh, sort of make sure that I'm ready to sing. It's mm-hmm. my vocal warm-up mm-hmm. uh, before I perform. I know that you go on podcasts and you're like, oh, I'm a podcaster. I'm a performer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody always says about Ryan. They're like, the rest of them, podcasters. Look at <laughs> Apple Podcasts, uh, like the comments that we get. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, is this three fucking chumps and a performer? And everybody emphasizes performer differently. Like it's always all caps, but some are like performer. Like you got to admit that they're all. It's always all caps. All caps. Like they really want you to know this motherfucker performs. Yeah. Well, Ryan, fuck off. You're here. Also, Mike's here. I'm here, and I'm so glad Cassie's back in the saddle. Yes, thank you. Thank you for filling in. Does it? Yeah, anytime. It feels way better, even though Ryan started off with like this vibe. But thank you for being a polite boy after Caitlin's the sweet here. boy. God, he he did that. Hi, I am mother. the number one chump. I am here. I am. I'm so happy to oh, be here, Christ. guys. Wait, the I'm really one. happy. Cassie's back. <laughs> <laughs> that I get to try to rein this in. Mm-hmm. You see what this this That's, range I have I'm to be polite. With? I'm used to being the bad boy podcasting, but I know you have to deal with fucking <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledumber on your left. So I would Tweedle I, chump. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Back in the saddle, rein it in. I bought a horse. So much, my voice is getting hoarse. (laughs) This all connects. We're cowboys. I would just like to circle back to fuck off, Ryan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And we do have a new T-shirt over at Patreon. It just says the superhero show show. Fuck off, Ryan. Honestly, buy this for people who uh, don't even listen to the show. Everyone knows a Ryan. Everybody knows a Ryan. If you meet a Ryan, you can instantly respond with, you know what? Fuck off, bro. See this Ryan, say Ryan. I swear to God, if you walk into any bar in this country with a shirt that says, fuck off, Ryan, somebody will run out of the room crying. Because <laughs> that Ryan's a little bitch. They're a sensitive bunch. <laughs> and three others will buy you a drink. Like, yeah, fuck off. For can you imagine guy. God's double whammy of me being a ginger and named Ryan? What a nightmare that would be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Ryan, I know you wanted to overtake this intro um, and no, introduce no, everybody. 
you also had something else that you wanted to share. You told me to pass yeah. it over oh. to you because you everybody got big stopped news. fucking around. This is There's not I, more the, time for laughs and chaps. This is serious time now. Uh, chaps, horse word. God damn it, <laughs> Mike. You are my ally. You can't give him more horse words. Horse tech. Right. I'm going to stop stirring up, stir, stirring him up, stir, stir. Well, Mike, you know that you're my main man. My main <laughs> man. I'm going to walk off right now. Oh, really? You're walk off like name? you do with a horse after they do well at a race? <laughs> Gallop away, bitch. Yes. Hoof. <laughs> Hoof away. Just go drink 10 gallons of water. All right, sit down. This is going to hurt. We're canceled. This has been the journey of a lifetime for all of us. The little show that wasn't supposed to be grew into the show that could be anything it wanted. We went to Camelot, Salvation, Hollywood, even inside a computer's mind. But of course, the real destination was always home. <laughs> the place where your family are friends and your friends are family. We will desperately miss creating this show, but most of all, we will miss getting to make it together and sharing it with you. Legends never die. The legends of tomorrow writers. Room. I I really wish you had introduced this as this is from a show we like because ninety nine percent of that it felt like we were announcing the superhero show shows canceled. Oh fuck! We uh, a couple days ago we heard that Raising Dion was canceled and we all jumped up in the air and high fived and we just stayed levitated for thirty four minutes. <laughs> Man, I know I came hard at you, but um, I will give you and Mike the space to heal from this. Um, I'm so sorry for you guys' loss. I it should mean, be all but, of our loss. Not but 26 episodes ago, the four of us and a lot of our trusted friends uh, rewarded this, the single best, of 64 superhero shows, mm-hmm. the single best, the best show. And uh, Cassie, this includes Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> um, the best superhero show in the run of our podcast. And yeah. Discovery bought HBO Max. Even do it anymore? Like or do, do Discovery buy us? Do we need to make fucking... Every show's about whales and octopi and seagrass and shit? I don't know what Discovery does. You guys did just say, like, horse puns for ten minutes, so we're basically there. I mean, uh, let's, uh, uh, Mike, what is your seagrass impression? If if we're going to talk about it, then let's just... An impression of seagrass? Correct. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm asking. Hey, guys. <laughs> you want to smoke me underwater? Okay, that is, that's an impression of your father. <laughs> yeah. Seagrass Gravano? <laughs> if he sees grass, he eats it. Seagrass smoker grass. That's what he always says. <laughs> well, I did want to give you guys the space to heal, but of course it is. That's how we here. heal. Have I you know. seen us at a funeral? It is raunchy. <laughs> I have not, but I look forward to it. I'm also looking forward to the rest of the show because we got a big show. And for the main event, we'll be talking about Superman and Lois. But before we get to that, let's read a comic. Oh my God, thank you so much, Cassie. Mike, we are here today to discuss not just a comic book. But a comic book that is based in the Arrowverse. Whoa, that's a TV thing. I know, and they were like, well, that's based on comics. What if there were comics based on TV? And they haven't done this in the last 10 years of Arrowverse being a thing? It sounds crazy, but they instead picked this point at the uh, nadir of the Arrowverse's popularity. There was a, a culling today, right before we went to air, Ryan. Have you heard about this? Did things get canceled? Uh, the Legends of Tomorrow writers wrote a very long, heartfelt thing. They're gone. I think the only ones we don't know about are Superman and Lois and Naomi. 
Stargirl and Flash. No, we, we, no Flash and Superman and Lois are continuing. We should probably uh, say that we're recording this before we record the rest of the show. So if this <laughs> stuff is talked about on the rest of the show. Oh, yeah, because Cassie will bring it up. <laughs> so DC Comics, a thing that still exists, decided to make a series of comic books about the Arrowverse. And they're starting off with the, the first one is about Batwoman. This is written by Natalie Abrams and Kelly Larson. They wrote the main story. There is a backup story. And Clayton Henry is the artist in this story. A kid that's bullied by fucking jocks. Jocks of all people. Jocks. Um, accidentally falls into a pit of clay face dirt. Yeah. And decides that um, he is going to get revenge. Batwoman has to try to convince him, while losing multiple batarangs, that, um, you know, if you bully the bullies, that makes you the bully. Yeah, that living well is the best revenge. I guess we should start with this, because we're going to... Maybe we're not after this conversation, but the idea was to, that we're going to review all six of these comics in these series. Um, did this feel like the characters from a show that you've watched many more episodes than I have? It definitely felt like somebody who watched the show wrote these characters. I don't think all the notes rang true. Uh, it also felt, and I don't want to be a dick. I thought that actually looked pretty good. Uh, I like the idea of we can't do Clayface on fucking CW budget. We'll do yeah. on the. I thought so that was we, so if smart. We want Ryan to hang out with Clayface. It has to be drawn. Loved that. So smart. But uh, oh man, did this feel like somebody's first comic? Because the amount of words crowding over all the art throughout most of it was annoying. I would not be surprised if these ladies were screenwriters. Yeah, or actually novelists, like wrote prose because um, there were so many scenes with two or three people with literally no action, and the amount of word bubbles. The size of the word bubble right. was just covering their faces, which is at this point, what are we doing? At one point, they were like trying to breathe because the word bubble was so big in their panel. And if 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 the dialogue wasn't enough to cover the panel, then Ryan's inner monologue would also start covering the lower third of that panel. Uh, okay, so let's start with her. Uh, I I I see what you're saying that um, it seems like they had watched the show. Um, but Ryan is the one that you have to nail down the most. Yes. Her personality. She's the Batwoman. It's so cool to finally be able to... You and Cassie talk about Batwoman, and you say my name the whole time, and I look up, and now I can just say it. I, I just get to talk about You're just Ryan. part of the mix. Um, that, like, that's the one that you have to nail down the most. I think that if you get Luke a little bit wrong, or uh, who else? Lana Sophie. A little, bit, a little bit wrong, that's okay. But the, the Ryan of it all felt more stoic more vanilla more like we uh, i don't the, like the, yeah there's the a ryan character. tang uh and flavor that uh leslie brings to it that this did not that and like it felt also season two so ryan season one batwoman the the kate kane shadow she's kind of over in the show at this point right and the comic lets you know exactly where in the show this is. She's no longer worried about Kate Kane. She's worried about Mary being on the run and turning to Poison Ivy. And uh, when, when Mike says that it lets you know, like it literally says, this happens during season three, episode seven. Like, yes. It's very specific. In between these two scenes for the back issue, for, for the backstory. Uh, yeah, it, 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 she's too stoked, too vanilla, too boring. Uh, she was Seinfeld to the, the Kramers of the rest of the cast. A President Seinfeld, if you will. President Seinfeld. Christ. We'll talk about that somewhere else. Uh, uh, 
the the other issue I have with it, and I don't want to just dog it, but there wasn't a lot to not dog, is uh they're trying to walk the line of this is for fans of the show, and this is an audience who doesn't watch the show. And man, I don't think either audience would be happy. I'm what? one of those audiences. What is the goal here? Is it to get more people to watch the TV show? Or to sell more comic books because the TV show has more viewers? I assume that it has more viewers than right. comic book readers. It, I think you could do a really cool thing if you didn't have to bog down and explain everything that's going on in this period of the TV show. If, Bat- if it was just like, here's an adventure you didn't have time to see. Fuck yeah. But the amount of explaining the characters and, and exposition the characters give and the narrator gives... And then there's also, and this is my theory, all of these are going to tie to the crisis again. Yeah. And I, I mean, that has like, to be it. Dude. Like, or, otherwise, why would they bring up crisis? You and Lena a- shows up. Yeah. And like, I watched all of Batwoman, watched crisis, and I was trying to parse what the fuck Lena and Luke were saying together. I was, it was, it was baffling at times. Their, their talk about crisis made me cry, sis. That's how fucking terrible it was. And it was, was it like a, let me throw my nerd card on the table? Because I did like the enjoy, comic writers? Yeah. Like, th- this is how much I know about what's going on. Because I did enjoy, um, Ry- I think it was Batwoman saying, is there a spark notes of crisis yeah. that exists? Uh, because I think we all want that. Um, but I don't know why we have to, like, what this should have been is, like, uh, Batwoman on a park bench noticing a thing and then coming to some conclusion and just like a short story. Mm-hmm. But when you're, when you're told you have one issue, it just, we always get like, well then I have to fucking throw everything in. And they threw so much in the one thing. Cause I want to pivot and talk about something positive. And I do, I kind of like the art. It's, it's cartoony in a cool way. Yeah. Uh, it, it felt it's, it felt like its own thing. And I like, again, I know you're trying to be positive, but it, had to move around a lot because of the amount of word bubbles. Like there yeah. wasn't a lot of space to draw. A panel I loved. It was two panels. Was because now they're like Clay Tanner, Clayface Higgins could be anybody. Jones. Higgins Jones. Uh, and then it cuts to him picking up one of the boys, and it's one panel is the mom's fine face, and the other it was yeah. like split, and it's a melty face. I was like, that was dope. I yeah. wish there were less word bubbles, and we could see more stuff like this. And also very realistic because if I had the powers of Clayface, I would be turning myself into a lot of my friends' moms. A lot of hot moms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then doing whatever, you know. Um, the other thing, too, that, like, the thing that really the, – the reason that I don't like so many comic book issues that I read, DC, Marvel, or otherwise, is the quippiness. And mm-hmm. the quippiness just becomes, you know, like Deadpool begat Squirrel Girl begat everyone right it's fucking everyone now and that makes it so hard to discern differentiate from, yeah. yeah which character is who none of the characters quip like this but in this issue they all quip like each other like right. every character is the same that's why if we could talk to about the backup story real quick luke on a date a, luke on a date uh we've read the story a billion times it's you want to you want to have a personal life but uh oh and spoiler it's spoiler. That's just who he's on a date with. Have you uh, met her? Did you see her episode? I did not, no. So this this is a, we've met her once, and it was like, oh shit, it's Stephanie Brown. And then she's not been on the show since. But now she's here. And this worked so much better for me, even though it wasn't, it wasn't like Eisner award winning, but the characters were dynamic. They had, I knew who the characters were. Yeah, Luke felt lived in. He had his issues of, he is Tired a classic Peter Parnaker. Yeah. Yeah. And... 
where Batwoman is now just kind of his boss and he's like, oh, fuck this shit. Like, it, yeah, it all worked uh, much better. And I think a big part was the art had room to breathe. Right, exactly. Yeah, we're going to use as few words as possible instead of as many. And it's just like, I didn't look up Natalie Abrams and Kelly Larson before. I don't know what their history is, but they do have good comics in their future. Yeah. Because the, the plot was laid out correctly. You know, it's just like, we didn't need so much of this. Yeah, it was a if if they were I think if they were given a you have six issues instead of one, everything would have chilled out a little. It's so hard too because comic books a lot like um, old school network TV shows, as opposed to film, as opposed to uh, prose books, prose like novels. Um, no, literally, it has to be exactly twenty two minutes. Right. No, like we're literally making this forty eight pages, and so. That's that's where you start your story, is I know that it cannot be 47 or 49 uh-huh. pages. And that's what I sort of felt like, is that I, I would have, actually, what I would have loved the most, is, and I, I do agree with you that we are building to one thing, because I think the sixth issue is all five issues coming together. Um, that's how we do. Is for them to have, like, for them to have told, you know, six, eight-page stories yeah. about these characters. Yeah, give us a bunch of breathing in between the TV show's missions. Right. I would love to see, because Ryan and Mary live together, right? Before Mary poisoned Ivy out. I would love to see Mary doesn't do the dishes and Ryan doesn't do the laundry. And they're just like fucking arguing about that shit. The stuff that TV doesn't have the time to tell. Do the clay face stuff that the TV doesn't have the budget for. And do the very humane stuff, like the humanity stuff that TV doesn't have time for. X-Men playing softball, Ryan. X-Men playing softball. softball. There will never be any better comic than X-Men playing softball. Um... As far as the art goes, I agree with you. It was serviceable. Is, is that a rude word to say? It's a little rude. It's uh, it's damning with the I don't even the faint neutrality. I just I think that they got somebody who uh, and it's Clayton Henry and also Clay Face was in this. So I don't that's know why what he was the connection high. is that yeah like is, is he related to Clayface? Is that how we got the job? He was um, the original Clayface's nephew. When I say serviceable, I mean that like nothing was like awful to look at, but mm-hmm. at no point was that like did it help the story be told. You know right. I mean? And I don't need it to be like so crazy that like you're reinventing comic book pages every time I turn the page, but I don't know. There's been like a lot of Frank quietly uh convo on Twitter in the last there week. There has been. And it's it, it's not Frank quietly. It's not I couldn't be like, "Oh shit, is that a Clayton Harris?" I already right. forgot the name. Henry. Henry. Clayton Henry Harris. He died in 30 days. <laughs> I believe he's one of our worst presidents, but an okay artist. Um, all right, Mike, here's the real question. I, uh, I would give this two and a half out of five. Yeah, that's fair. We have scheduled to review all of these issues. Do you want to keep rolling with this? My biggest issue with those amount of issues, Ryan, is six weeks of no X-Tez? That's not true. We're gonna, we started late. We're going to catch up. Okay. But they come out every two weeks. So we're going to do Superman and Lois next week. And then X-Taz, DC comic, X-Taz, DC comic. All right. Because if you're like, you can't watch X-Taz until June, I would quit and watch X-Taz as much as I want. You're on the verge of tears just saying that hypothetical situation. That's <laughs> Man, you, you love this cartoon. It's the only thing that's ever just held true my whole life. I know we're not supposed to talk about this right now, but um, you and I are also on a show called Movie of the Year. Oh, yeah. Every that's single- where I know you from. <laughs> I thought you looked familiar. Every single time we announce the movie of the year, are you like, well, it's not better than X does? 
Yes. And it never has been. Never will be. Eyes wide shut. Came no. close. Absolutely not. If it was fucking Gene and Cyclops in those roles, for sure. Holy shit. <laughs> Can we restart Mad TV? Because <laughs> you I have are now writing sh- Mad TV. Uh, and uh, Wolverine is the sailor in the dream sequence that Nicole Kidman talks about. Mm-hmm. Or is it not? Wolverine likes Gene, but what if Gene is like super into Stinky Gambit? Stinky, stinky Gambit. I love how I can sing the lead uh, line of my song, Stinky Gambit, and then you can come up with the backup, <laughs> Stinky, Stinky Gambit. All stinky, right. Stinky Gambit. Uh, valiant first effort, I'm going to say. Um, I'm intrigued, but... I don't hate that we're going to read more. Okay. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say, and that's what I'm looking for. Because um, it's always nice to spend more time with these characters, even more than is contractually obligated by our jobs. Uh, thank you so much, Mike, for being here. And uh, when we come back, you and I will continue to be here. Yep. But now it's Stinky, Stinky, Cassie and Caitlin. Stinky, Stinky, Cassie and Caitlin. All right. We're all back in studio now. We're here and we're going to talk about Superman and Lois for the main event. On this week's episode of Superman and Lois, we have entered the reverse world and we learned that there's no Clark Kent, only emo House of L. Meanwhile, Anderson has the two pendants, and Reverse Lois and the General are doing their best to keep him hidden from Allie and her followers. Taste buds, I, taste buds, I ask you this. In the reverse world, we see Jonathan get powers rather, rather than Jordan. Do you think if Jonathan was the one to get powers in the regular world, would he be as easily swayed to the dark side as well? Yes, this is exactly how things would have gone down. Jonathan is a fucking bitch. I think Jonathan just doesn't think. Jordan thinks and has like the empathy that Superman does. He's emo. He's yeah. It's, yeah, comes with yeah. emotional. Jordan yeah. Jordan is Gerard Way. Jonathan is whoever sings for Trapped. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going we're all I, notoriously Gerard Way stance, which I mean, I, I could yeah, say, we I are. <laughs> I I love whoever designed. Also, you kept saying Reverse World, Cassie. It's fucking Bizarro. It's so clear. sorry. Well, they, um, they, they say reverse in this whole episode. Yeah, I oh, get fucking wrecked. <laughs> the amount of times they, they're, they're trying to take it seriously while everybody is stuck in 2003 to 2006 fashion, even the adults, yes. and mm-hmm. saying I things like it. you were too busy hanging out with President Seinfeld. But then they're also having <laughs> trying to have like hard-hitting emotional conversations. Let's get to the most important part of this entire episode, which uh, as a non-Superman and Lois watcher, uh, it was a little bit confusing. But because I've read comic books before, and they're like, these two pendants are important. I'm like, all right. Sure. Yeah, that's that's how things work. Um, but it's also an alternative world, so. You know, it is an that. alternative world. There's we're- a cube world, and there's a circle world. Yeah. <laughs> there's a flat earth world that is flat on all sides. Four sides. Um, but when they, went, when, they, when they did their fame montage, that was not 2022. That was 1994, right? <laughs> Wait, okay. Well, it's it's because they what they wanted they st- they went backwards they were Jonathan John L the Bizarro Jonathan should be post death of Naj. Superman Superboy let's work backwards from there so that means everybody else is also stuck in this time period no I loved it I love that they did this it like gave me life that they brought when, us this email it literally felt like we were in a My Chemical Romance like <laughs> when I was. Video. A young soup. 
But like, and uh, that biz- we find out biz- uh, leather jacket, leather jacket that does not is also impenetrable to bullets. When somebody fires a machine gun right yep. at them, the leather jacket's also fine. Well, they have a stylist, and yes. they have their own marketing and branding. Like, he has they have shoe a, deals. He has a shoe line. Yeah, yeah. At this point, he hangs out no with line. Jordan Michael, who's an asshole. Jordan Michael. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear that happen. I didn't know. Yeah, number Clark 32? and Clark and Jordan Michael, number thirty-two, have hung out, and Jordan Michael's a dickhead. From the Bocago Shugs? Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I think we're at the point now where you go to a superhero uh, fashionista. This is not... We're no longer copying Incredibles. It's just a trope now. Yes. Now we can all do it, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But that was like... the best part was that it was like shitty emo all around. Mm-hmm. Like they never, they never raised Are they the budget. Fun of my generation. I yes. don't, I don't know. It felt almost like making fun of, but like in a loving way. I like we were also there. I felt very heard this episode, so I do not <laughs> think they were making fun of it. I think the writers just refused to look up what modern day alternative could be, and yeah. just wrote from their childhood yeah. Yeah. teenage. Right. I know exactly yes. what this is. Yes. So we talk all the time about how Riverdale is 50-year-old white yes. male writers thinking what teenagers are. So this and, is 40-year-old white male right, writers. Just thinking like, this is still cool, right? And when, it's not, but... It's fucking it's, not. It's kind of is. When they, <laughs> no. <laughs> they were like, we need to make him his own thing. And they let him... They put him out there in a faux hawk and let him do his little S symbol with his hands. Oh, oh yeah, I love that shit. I legit um, sat there practicing trying to learn how to make it. <laughs> I wait, googled I, Superman hand sign just so I could learn to do it for tonight. I did that in like high school. Yeah, it, yeah, that was like a thing. The Superman You've hand been sign a nerd for this long. <laughs> <laughs> I had his outfit. I I had a the bloody S for so long because it was when Superboy died. I'm also not cool. I, I, I don't know why. I didn't expect silence. No, moment of silence. We were waiting for more. <laughs> I'm just saying I can relate to Jonathan. His heel turn did surprise me. Oh, he turned so quickly, and I think that's what really got me. I thought he killed his mom. He I thought he did, too. punched his mom in the face. He punched her so hard. Into a wall. Yeah, there not was... Not cool, bro. Like, this is what I expected from this... Jonathan, as soon as he like came on, I mean, they put him in a bad boy outfit. And but the other Jonathan, like all Jordan? Jonathan, sort of. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Feel like they would do this, right? Yeah. No, sure. our Jonathan is is a good boy who led astray from some girlfriend. Like I feel like our our Jonathan in the regular world is bad, but like not like he doesn't want evil. to be bad. Yeah, he's yeah. not evil. He's like I know I have menacing ways in me, but I'm going to do anything I can to like be good. Right. I- I do want to talk about, so we talked about, obviously, the good emo vibes. They nailed that. But how did they, like, the vibes of this Bizarro world? Like, Mike, I know you're super excited. You were always excited for Bizarro world. Yes. Like, were, did they do it justice? Like, It's it's so weird because you don't want them always talking backwards and just reading subtitles, right? But, like, mm-hmm. who could and could not talk backwards started to get confusing. And yes. then the rules of it. So it's bizarre, so it's backwards, but it's Adam's family rules. So when they're like, ooh, this is painful, I love it. But does that mean you hate it because you said you love it? And so like to parse out how far they were going to go for opposite day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt they could have gone more opposite. Really? 
But do you think, I feel like it would have gotten too, because we were already at the point where we don't know if this means they like it or not. Like, do you think it could have gone too extreme where we just wouldn't no. have known the plot at all? My favorite is when Anderson said dad and dad is the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, and that's when they're like, oh, he's talking backwards. Like, that's what dad. like. It. <laughs> I know dad. Dad, dad. Yes, dad. Oh, dad, dad. <laughs> But I thought the, the, I was so impressed with there's so much like to walk the line between cheesy, bizarro fun and the emotional things they were trying to do. I thought Anderson, the actor and the character nailed it because he realized what a piece of shit he was Yeah, throughout it. And I bought it and I, I fucking hated him when he was I, in the real world. Same. I did not think that I could see him ever change or believe him changing. And then him being like, this is why you lied to me because you had a family. This is what you have back on our regular world. It's like, yeah, I thought this. Wait, what season of the real world was he on? (laughs) New Orleans. Okay. I remember that guy. He was a piece of shit. But yeah, like uh, I bought it because he was so frantic and he went into a place where he thought he could get some help. And the first person who hears him is like, "Uh, he's insane. (laughs) And then somebody else is like, or he's speaking a different language. And right. that's, that's when he could like be understood. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were going to do something where like they uh, write down what he says and then put right. it in a mirror or something. Yeah. yeah. Nope. They didn't. They were just they, like, well, bye. Also, I feel like he's traumatized from watching his other self get burned to death. Yeah. Like he that, I feel like, changes you. Hurt by it. Like yeah. he, did, he was like, what's going on? And then he was so hurt when this other one burned up. And I was like, you didn't even fully know what was happening, bro. Yeah, but I think if you watch somebody who looks exactly like you, legit, I once Googled myself and I watched a Michael Joseph Gravano obituary come up and then I was like, did <laughs> I die? <laughs> <laughs> Am I dead? I wrote that, that shit- by the way. What did you think? <laughs> it was very good and it fucking freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> good prank, Ryan. Good prank. You said bottle rocket up the butt, which is how I think I'm always yeah. going to go. <laughs> <laughs> he died from too much friendship. <laughs> it, it's. Yeah, I just keep getting stuck on the how bizarro is it? Shouldn't they be. How bizarre? <laughs> like, shouldn't Jonathan be Jonathina? Like, it, it just feels yeah. lazy. Like, the they do it with some people, but then like Allie, not Ali, no, the Allies are the same. They're both just mm-hmm. evil in the same exact way. Uh, Lois's buddy who runs the paper runs the paper, but now her hair is purple. Like uh, she has a nose ring now. There's a lot of phoning <laughs> it in. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, but like this is sort of what the reason why this episode was fun to watch, even though I have not been totally caught up on the series is, and this feels weird to say in 2022 when. The whole world is multiverse crazy, but yeah, because this is the most comic book thing you can do is just yes. be like, "Hey, we're g- we're gonna tell the same story about the same characters, different a little, bit, <laughs> you know." And it's never gonna be like, "Oh, Lois has a head of broccoli for her head <laughs> and f- face," you know. It's just gonna be like very uh, slightly different. Lana like is evil made... and has powers for some reason. And married to Tal L. Yeah. Crazy. And Cal L and Tal L are like They're buddies. Brothers. Like best bro best bros. She did best that thing bros. of like, hey bud, uh maybe you haven't met the girls in Smallville yet with mm-hmm. her leather pants and totally locked down a kryptonite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in one night. 
Uh, I do want to talk about like the comic book feel of this one because we did get like we had title cards that introduced each person yes. and then we got their whole story, which I love the vibe of this. This mm-hmm. made it feel like the most comic book thing we've watched We're in a long time. We're restarting the episode every 20 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which sounds like it could be annoying, but I was here for it with this one. Like, mm-hmm. I think you needed it because we were in a bizarro world. So they were like kind of almost holding your hand to be like, here's this person it, and now it, let us flip it. It helped. My one, my one actual gripe is that uh, the episode before Super Clark, our Clark has been gone for two months, mm-hmm. and this episode made it feel like two days tops. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, w- it did seem quick. I would have liked more of him doing stuff. I guess like trying to live in the world, or I, I, I don't know. Just it, it doesn't. It was a fun singular episode, but then when you try to place it in the rest of the season, it gives you a lot of what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for just jumping into it, I was just having a good old fun time with it. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I also was trying to figure out, it's like, okay, this is supposed to be two months. Or yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't remember if it was a month or two months, but I was like, this is like a week max. Um, right. I, I didn't see enough for it to be longer than that. But I mean. No, the episode before, everybody kept just asking Lois, where's Clark been? And she's like, he's on assignment in Metropolis. The city two hours away. Uh, and they're like, wow, for two months? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> like, and the kids, the, the, in, the, in the normal world, Jordan and Jonathan are dealing with like, our dad might be dead. We yeah. might be orphans right now. Like, who knows and what's going on? Jordan has to take on, he's like, well, I have to be Superman now because there is none. So I have to try to do as much as I can. See, because when they went back at the end to the real world, because, you know, Jonathan was trying to merge with Jonathan, um, and they were all just kind of chilling outside, like they were waiting for dad to fly in Mm -hmm. from, like, the sky, it literally felt like it was one day. Like, Mm -hmm. I literally thought it was all in one day, because they were just outside, like, wonder when dad's going to be back. What what you miss is it's been months. Uh, Lois came out to drink a whole bottle of wine alone, said, Jordan, find a different place to brood. This is where I brood. (laughs) And while they were arguing who can brood where... John L. shows up, and she's like, that's not our Jonathan. Is this a podcast of uh, broken moms? Before we talk about Moon Knight, like, is this going to be a theme tonight? Yeah, there's been daddy issues for enough years. Now it's will time you, to shine the light on moms. Will you bring a bottle moms. of wine with no glass out to the porch? That, you, you're gonna you're have going to through it. Yeah. That's mom as fuck. <laughs> but I, I, I did love the lowest part of, like... That's not our Jonathan. Yeah, yeah like, look at his stupid tell. hair. Yeah, <laughs> look, look at this little fuck. Just smell him. I thought vermouth. This kid, and not dry vermouth, the sweet kind. Uh, I thought Jonathan doesn't get the most to do normally. Uh, I thought he had so much fun being evil, Jonathan, mm-hmm. without chewing too much scenery. I thought he crushed this episode. I thought he did really good too, and he was flying, and even Anderson flying. His flying was a little cheesy with just hands out in front and everything but i jonathan killed it plus the show's figured out that like uh superman's very powerful so if you're gonna throw things at him they have to be that jacked up as well yeah so what this show what this entire episode was full of of people like flying full speed at each other and (laughs) punching the shit out of each Mm -hmm. other and that way when we say like um hey lois's dad what's his name uh, the general. The general. general Lane. Lane. Yeah. Hey, but don't go out there. Because yeah. there's fucking a ton of Superman out there, and you should probably not deal with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you hear like the Twilight baseball scene of everybody just slamming into each other, but it's not good for you. <laughs> there's no thunder. It's vampires. <laughs> it's just the bodies hitting the floor, bro. Let the like, bodies. Let me sit you down, and I'm going to play for you this Twilight baseball scene. While all the action goes outside, you should probably you watch it? this documentary. <laughs> About superpowered people <laughs> playing baseball. 
But yeah, what I think Jonathan, what made this Jonathan, like the evil Jonathan that he did so good at was just like how it was like the fame and stuff that went to his head. Like it was just a kid who got famous too early and he did good at that. The fame and the fact that neither Jonathan or Jordan had their dad around. They didn't have a daddy. They didn't have their dad around. So they both were very, very different. Bizarro Clark sucked. He really does just care about his shoe line and hang out with Jordan Michael and President Seinfeld. Yeah. And host the Epsies. We have to talk about though. This and the is- Kevins. The Oscars are the Kevins. That was a very quick <laughs> joke, and it was my favorite joke. We do we do moment of the week in the main event? Never right, have, never week? will. You shut your fucking mouth. I, I can't remember. I, I always forget if we every do or do not. Fucking week we go over this. But uh, Superman and Lois take uh, Bizarro Superman and Lois take their uh, fight out to the front lawn. Oh, and Lois says something, and Superman's like, "Oh." You, you're gonna say that, and th- like this is a pitch perfect non superpowered uh, husband and wife fight. Like, mm-hmm. if you guys ever grew up in like Riverside, I was gonna uh, say this had strong t- trailer park vibes. The is, fact that they brought is... it to the front lawn was strong. Trailer park <laughs> yeah, vibes. the, the neighbors should see this. <laughs> All right, walls cannot contain what we're about to do. And uh, Lo was throwing truth at Superman, and Superman just being like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> How dare you? She became Christopher Walken. Uh, that was that's my favorite Clark Kent. And um, Tyler Hoechlin is that how you say Tyler? Yeah, I do. Like he it's did Tyler, but uh. Ty- Tyler. Um, he did good. Like because th- this Superman is also like almost like a druggie. Mm. So like he is oh, a druggie. Yeah, yeah he gets hooked on uh, kryptonite. kryptonite. Yeah, and like him and his like you know fucked up little house with a cat just munching on loose things like totally losing it. <laughs> oh. Like he did so good at it. That's crypto was not a dog. Crypto was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> what that an evil world! So that bizarre. One, that one fucking got me when I saw that. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I see what you did there. I see. Um, do you guys know in the this felt like right before the finale was this. Do we know the order of this one? Not finale, but is there another one after this bad boy? A couple There's, more? I would have guessed five episodes left. Damn. Yeah, they need to like, wrap this shit up. It felt like... The bizarro aspect? The bizarro aspect. Well, no, I mean, the, 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 the alley of it all, she's still the big bad. I'm still convinced we're going to get in a world where our Superman is stuck and we do have Steel, Superboy, uh... Right. Hank Henshaw, whatever cyborg Superman. I was convinced it was going to be Anderson, but both Andersons are dead now, so maybe not him. Like, I do think we're going to get the death of Superman line. They've been building so much. They can't give me that kind of blue balls, you guys. <laughs> they have to fucking deliver me. on the four Supermen. And also, we're at the point now where, like, that's a classic storyline. You know, like, yeah. we're so far away that, like, 2004? That's so old school. Let's redo that shit. It was 94. Oh. That's even older, dude. That's even <laughs> older. Am I going to die soon? Yeah. You're going to die soon. The reign of Superman happened so early on in your life, Ryan. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, Wait, rain? Saddle? God. Horses? <laughs> it all <laughs> is connected. We simply have no more time. I must shut this down. Um, Caitlin, you're the only one I could trust. Tell me about a website. I, yeah, I like websites. Yeah? <laughs> are you currently working on one, or you just like got one that you're feeling, you're fan. vibing on right now? No, I have one, and I'm working on it. Okay. It, it's it's one with all my favorite faces. All your favorite faces? Of Facebook. No, it's my faces all oh. over this website. Okay. Kate face. Nope, it's Caitlyn. Kate, <laughs> Katie face. Nope, 
Nope, it's Caitlin. The, Lynn the face. term will get more murderous. <laughs> I will murder. <laughs> it, is, it is a bunch of Caitlin faces, uh-huh. and uh, you can go on there, and uh, there's actually videos so of the faces changing too. Okay, and you can go on there and talk about each one of the faces. Um, and you, Kate, yeah, you can talk about the faces. What does that mean? Like, like comment on there and be like, I like this face, or like this face gives me feels. Or oh, it, that's a good face. This, yeah, that's <laughs> a good face. Onlycaitlins.com. Oh, but, yep. But every face is your face. It's all my face, and not any Caitlyn, just me you specific Caitlyn. This Caitlyn, yes. And you just want like, can people use these as like? Like, let's say gift reactions yes. or like, okay, yeah. so you can. So, yeah, when you're thinking about like going down a water slide or taking a poop, you can mm-hmm. find your best face. Great. And Those how are often... very similar faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same one. And that's going to be a lot of comments on those ones. It's just like, hey, you use the same face. Um, but and how often are you <laughs> uploading um, photos to this? Every day. Every day, I got a new, new face. face. Yep. She makes you can new del- faces every day. <laughs> every day. You can deliver that many faces, you think? That's right. Call me Zoolander. Great. This is a big task, and I, I think this is going to need some help to build this one. I know you said you're in process, but I'm going to send you over to my friends, uh, cybersprout.net, Caitlin. They're going to help you out because they offer premium hosting that's specifically <laughs> built for WordPress, which I'm sure is what you were already building it on. Mm-hmm. And you know what you weren't planning uh-huh. on? Security, <laughs> maintenance, backup, speed, optimization. Gotta they got that for you. Safe. It's got to be safe. So people, when they download those little gifts, they're like, yeah, this is a safe one. And Cybersprout, they're going to make sure that about that. Is there a button that says, uh, what is this, a little GIF? And then you can click on it? Because that is a little GIF. Excellent. At least it wasn't a horse <laughs> thing. Thank you for that. Uh, so I was about to I'm just trying to add to the... Uh, he, Ryan was just champing in the bit to say that. Uh, what I do is add to that. It's a horse phrase. Yeah, I got it, Mike. Got and, it. Ryan, uh, you just add what? No, you know what? I'm sorry. I will, for the rest of the show, be stable. <laughs> That's where horses live. Hey. <laughs> Everybody but Cybersprout.net can fuck off. Coming up next, it's time for the pull list. <laughs> we are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Young Justice. On uh, this week's episode of Young Justice, colon phantoms, which I watch for the House of Pod and review for the House of Pod and record for the House of Pod. Zod is still working over Connor in the Phantom Zone, trying to get him to Neil, and Neil he does. Meanwhile, Gar has a therapy section. Session. Taste buds, ask you this: Did you watch that fucking therapy session? It, Mike, have you ever? Uh, honestly, have you ever been to therapy? I have been. Was uh, it like this? No, because I haven't been obviously drugged up saying I'm fine. Everything's fine. I've been fine this whole time. What? No, no, no. Like whatever you're talking about, I'm totally fine about. It's fine. No, here's the healthy thing I should say. While his eyes are bleeding out of his skull. She dug into him, though. Like, I thought she was dumb at first, and she played him so well. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know all your bullshit. Like, the, the, the turn. Woo. Is this what I am to expect from this children's cartoon show? Is <laughs> these, uh, like, we, we talked about a couple weeks ago about how like how they dealt with what it's like to be split parents dealing with uh, having an autistic kid. Uh-huh. Uh, more clearly than any show I've ever seen. And then we have this Gar. And he's been dealing with Connor's death for 20 episodes. I know, but like also McGann died. Is yeah. that your fault? Is that your fault, Mike? Yeah. Is that your Is fucking th- fault? And your mom and your other teammates and this? And you quit your Star Trek show? 
uh, it is it is crazy for that they were both just on couches the whole time, and anytime it jumped to somebody flying or whatever the fuck, I was like, I wish I hope we get uh, back to those couches. Soon. Yeah, every we would go into space and like uh, Metron has to deal with like other people. The three future guys who are jumping in between and the uh, red bees from space are killing them. I was like, I don't give a shit, and I don't know who they are. <laughs> And a lot of Forager. Do you guys remember Forager? Forager. Forager. <laughs> and uh, Forager's like, Forager wants to go back to the Gar therapy session where <laughs> things are interesting. It It's so jarring. It does feel like this show has, like, you know how Family Guy has different writer's rooms? Some people write the what they like to say plot, and other people write the cutaway jokes. It feels like that. Some people are writing kids' shows, and some people are writing fucking Gar's therapy session. I'm, uh, I'm watching this show in a weird way. Where every week I watch the new one, and then the oldest one I haven't seen. Uh-huh. So uh, this week I watched episode 102 and yes. 420. And they're fucking, they kids in the first season, yeah. and they're just meeting each other, and they're being adorable and cute. And just to know what will happen to them, it does make this the most crushing show you could watch. It's crazy, man. <laughs> Are you guys ready for moments of the week, or... I'm going to go for it. Mike, what's your moment of the week? I, I think there's a lot you can choose, but I have hey. to. <laughs> Nick Nolte. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forger. Uh, the House of Zod chant creeped me out and will haunt my dreams. It's my moment of the week in the worst way. I hated it so much. We take a poop for the House of Zod. We take a pee for the House of Zod. We take a booger for the House of Zod. Everything they do is for the House of Zod. Well, I know be. what our next tweets are going to be. <laughs> It's on brand. Don't worry about it. Uh, Ryan, what's your moment of the week? Yeah, I've got two. Uh, one, Metron seems uh, to be dust until he isn't because he's a new god. And uh, he destroys his enemies. And then his floaty throne, uh, he kills these three guys. And then his floaty throne uh, goes right behind him. And then just casually sits down on his chair and <laughs> his chair floats away. And... That's what I want. Boss. (laughs) Baller. The other one is that there's a meeting of aliens, and uh, I think it's Kilowog sitting at the table, and his Green Lantern ring goes, uh, internal waste decimated, and everybody looks at him, because that means he just fucking took a hot... (laughs) Yeah, big old pooper. He he pooped his spacesuit. ...at the table, and (laughs) he hit... He had the ring handle it. (laughs) I forgot about that, and it's in the middle of serious talks. Yeah. This show, I, mean, I, I do like it. It does not know what it wants to be. And it, it feels like when I was seven and skipped a week of the X-Men, I'd be confused. I'm now a full adult with a full brain, and I'm still constantly confused, even though I watch most of these episodes. Oh, and every week when we talk about Young Justice, we have to talk about the last two minutes where it's the credits. And it's a freeze frame, but there is dialogue. And this week's dialogue was Forager. Saying to Excellent. Forager, Excellent. Mm-hmm. Already loving it. Uh, just reading Romeo and Juliet to her. Mm. And we didn't see any of it. We just heard in Forager's voice reading Romeo and Juliet. What a show. What a show. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's so fucking crazy that it came back after it was canceled and that it exists at all. I can't, I can't grasp what this show is. And I'm just, I'm here to try to figure it out. Um, it is on Thursdays on HBO Max. Our next show is Naomi. Naomi doesn't trust her parents right now, and on a girl's night out after partying, she goes to her crash site where she finds an interdimensional cube that can take her to her home planet. Meanwhile, Greg and Zambato are working together to get Naomi's existence off the government's tracking thing. Taste Buds, I ask you, what is the wildest thing you found after a girl's night out? Oh! 
Mike specifically towards you. Girls night oh, out. Oh, me first. Caitlin, of it sounded like she had a thing. The wildest thing. She was thing- just like doing. You know, when you hear girls night out, the proper response is oh, oh. yeah. Uh, the wildest thing I found out after a girls night out is that I just a drawer full of dildos in my parents' room. Mm. That's I'm sorry. I called my I parents didn't... the girls. <laughs> That's a totally normal thing, and this was not a traumatizing thing for you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so happy for no, you. Pr- you're welcome. <laughs> you, uh, are you going to need a moment? Are you gonna be I okay? need a second. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Caitlin, I don't know if you could top that, so I'm just going to say. Um, um, I can. Okay, let's go, girl. My own piss pants. <laughs> that is, after every girl's night out, she, yeah. do, she do piss her pants. No matter right. who, <laughs> whether it's five-year-old girls. 25-year-old girls, Caitlin finds her piss pants. That's right. A staple. It's always a surprise. <laughs> if there's one thing, if we're like, hey, let's go out tonight, it could start casual, but if it's just us girls out, we know Caitlin's coming home She's in piss like, pants. I gotta go get my rubber pants. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or Mike, I wish there were rubber pants. She wears the denim every time. Oh, She's no, gonna piss gonna right in the denim. Gonna hurt. Mm, I'm not, not even enough. offended you call me Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I caught that shit. <laughs> I would never... Naomi, is Tuesdays on the CW. <laughs> Our next show is Fear the Walking Dead. This week on Fear the Walking Dead, Luciana and Wes test the limits of their patience when Daniel's worsening mental state ends up endangering them all. Taste Buds, I ask you this. What's the minimum amount of inconvenience someone would have to pull for you to get rid of them, however you see fit, in a zombie apocalypse? If it's you guys, it's one horse joke. Like, if as <laughs> soon as we enter the apocalypse and I hear one fucking horse joke out of you guys... Just a I'm, bullet between the eyes. I'm just... I'm out. It, I'm either feeding you guys to a zombie or I have to be out. It's one of the two. So, a uh, very thin line for me. Thank you for asking. Caitlin, what's yours? You just have to be mean to me and then I'll murder you. <laughs> but that's your goal now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I, be mean to her. I say the same. <laughs> she never changes... That's what they put in her yearbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike, what's your answer? Uh, if you stub your toe, I'll fucking kill you. Oh. If I stub my toe? If anybody stubs anybody's toe, I'll fucking kill Cassie. Whoa, <laughs> just Cassie. <laughs> okay. yeah. Can you stub somebody else's toe? Come over here and I'll show you. Whoa. Bitch. <laughs> it's very threatening. I thought that we only talk like this on DMs and not on the podcast. Is it because they said bitch? It did feel weird. Yeah. Trick? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like a gentleman. Fear the Walking Dead is Sundays on AMC. Our next show is The Flash. On this week's episode of The Flash, Deathstorm is on a rampage and is feasting on Central City's grief and straight up murdering fools. Team Flash doesn't know what to do because Deathstorm is hella powerful. And in the midst of all this murder, Iris somehow makes it back by entering the still force. And somehow, this is a whole episode of TV. Taste buds, I ask you. Are the writers of The Flash just bored writing so they're going to let Deathstorm continue to murder people? Or are they just trying to hop on like maybe a true crime trend to boost ratings? And like when Legends got canceled, what was The Flash's future? Uh, it has at least one more season. At least one more. That's maybe more. wild. This one, How? The Flash, who's watching it? I, I truly don't... thought it ended. Truly. No, it keeps on going. But would you, I don't want to make this joke, but do you think this means Iris is stillborn? 
Great. So I'm glad you were like, I, I don't want to do this. I simply have to make hey, this. Cassie, my moment of the week <laughs> is when Mike had to say that. <laughs> he just had to. He, we, the board made him. They were like, hey, you know this. You got to do this. You say it or we'll tweet it, motherfucker. And you know more people follow you on Twitter. Wait, we can blame tweets and things we actually say on the board? That is <laughs> The awful. board said it. They had a six shooter to my head. Oh, no. This is the worst thing I could have ever done. Uh, the Flash is Wednesdays on the CW. Our next show is Riverdale. On uh, this week's episode of Riverdale, uh, after learning that Percival's plan to reinvigorate Riverdale would lead to the demise of Pops, Tabitha searches for a way to fight back. But when she is targeted by one of Percival's accomplices, the incident sends her back in time and searching for answers. Yes. Taste buds, I ask you this. Uh, speaking of Pops, I just got a new target around the corner from me. Uh, that makes three targets within like a four block radius. Mm-hmm. Wow. Am mm-hmm. I living the best life of all time? I was going to say, yeah. I'm yeah. very jealous. You're living in the life that Percival Perkins succeeded. Now, <laughs> this target is kind of smaller and doesn't have a lot of stuff. But no, I, I still can claim it's a target. It's a Did target, you, and now you can choose which target is your favorite, and you can have like your hierarchy and know the times. It's going to be great. And write and, the other two letters like you're not my favorite target. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you need target. a lot, you go to the big target. When you need to go in and out, you go to the small target. And also, the small target, when it's solidified enough, it'll start getting local, and I mean like high school and local college uh, gear. So if you want that, that's where you go. Woo! Do you guys have that thing of like where going to Walmart or Ralph's? Or Albertsons or whatever local grocery store, Kroger's that you have is not a big deal. But going to Target is like, we're going to Target. Target rules. It's a little adventure. The rest are a chore. Target's an adventure. I don't Mm -hmm. understand it. Target is just a store with shit that you buy. I don't know how they did it. It's the good shit, though. There's there's so few ways our age gaps are apparent. And I think it's our love of oh, Target, and you're not understanding as well. This makes me an old man because <laughs> yeah. I don't fuck. I think it's Target just a, is store, a store, and it's where we go to become who we are. Oh man, <laughs> I had to go to like Wells Fargo and uh, Citibank the other day, but Boo. Today I'm going you go to, to two banks. How rich are you? I know. Today I'm going to Bank of America. Accounts. Yeah, I remember in COVID when we were locked down, when we were able to go to Target once like a month, yes. and because we like we needed to get stuff, we were like, well, if we're gonna go, we're not gonna go to a store. We're gonna go to Target because it's gonna be an adventure. It's, not a it's store. like a thing to do. It's an experience. It's an experience. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's basically like a Universal Studios ride where you yes. have to put glasses on. Uh, do you go to a Target with all those big red balls out front? Hell yeah. I feel like they all got him. They got to have the big ball balls. ball to ball. This one is so small, it doesn't have the red balls. No so balls. Small, it, has, got the balls? Real... it hasn't earned its balls yet. It'll get his balls later. Target puberty. <laughs> Riverdale Sunday's on the CW. <laughs> <laughs> Our final show of the week is Moon Knight. This week on Moon Knight, Mark and Steven wind their way through talks with Dr. Harrow, the hippo goddess in each other's memories as they try to balance the scales or face being eternally lost in sand dunes. Meanwhile, we try to parse how many layers of realities we're sitting in. Taste buds, I ask you this. As a group, we typically hate dream sequences. How does this episode-long version of a dream sequence sit with you? Oh, no. It was so, uh, to me, dream sequences are like, we don't have anything for this week. But this entire show has been leading to this dream sequence. Like It was all to, a dream! <laughs> we have to get into their brain. And I think uh, somebody brought up Legion last week. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it... This was more like Legion than even last week, but it was clearer than Legion. Like, this cleared things up for me more. No Hulk hands. Oh, there were no Hulk hands. Lesser show, then. Yeah. 
no, I uh, I was surprised how on the edge of my seat I was for this entire episode because I was like, this could not like this could be all quote unquote in his head and not mm-hmm. matter, but it all mattered it so matters. much. Everything that we went through was things that were hinted out throughout the like full rest of the season, and we got basically most of our answers during this episode. I think that's it. I think yeah, that's what mm. I'm trying to say is that it was all leading to this as opposed to we're doing this as uh, instead of doing a real episode. wheel spinning. Yeah. Exactly. Were Dog you guys like me one. where in the beginning of the episode he is unbroken nose once again just talking to Ethan Hawke as Dr. Harrow and were you like we didn't even get to hang out with the hippo? Yeah. Which is a huge cliffhanger. I was waiting for the hippo like it to start exactly where it stopped. Like there was screaming hippo screaming Oscar Isaacs and I was like where are they? And they're not there. I don't mean to like you know, cut to the future real quick. But does this hippo have a chance of getting the shishi for best supporting actress? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's so endearing. She's so adorable. Let me find the card. And they're just flipping through cards. I've I, I've had so many of those moments in my life. Also, yeah. when she like had to like be like, "Sorry, you're gonna you're gonna have to we're gonna have to throw you off the boat right now." Right. I was like, "Oh and man, that sucks." Though that sucks. Oh, oh. the way she said it, it's like, wants oh. me to do it. <laughs> I wish you didn't either. <laughs> and the whole time, like the ears are twittering as yes. fast as possible. The ears, I think, is what really got me. I was like, oh, I like the ears. And I wasn't even I wasn't even sure that I was into her. Not like into her. <laughs> into her. You know you're into her. <laughs> when, uh, but it's when Doctor Harrow calls her a rhinoceros, and Oscar Isaac is like, "She's a hippopotamus." <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I think the two biggest questions left hanging are: What is real? Do we think mm-hmm. the the four episodes we watched before this are the actual reality, and this is all just the death dreams and the framework of his mind? So that's a question. And the other question is: Who is this third Oscar Isaac? They keep refusing to let us meet. Who is the most terrifying? Well, we know that Stephen is the part of Mark fake that is hell. like a fake as hell. Number one, number two, we know Stephen is like the perfect version of himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it, we've got to have the worst version of himself. Oh no! Just the opposite, because so, like, I mean, the Mike to the me. The, <laughs> he's he's the murdering Mike. <gasps> because I mean, that's what we saw is there's just a murderous person inside of him who was able to murder like three people, not even think about it, and then they zapped back into that world. I don't, I don't. I don't know where this third thing comes from. Like, I don't see it. You haven't caught it. Like, I just, I thought it was just Stephen and Mark trying to deal with each other. There, there, there have been hints in the last few episodes. One was so Stephen jumped out of his sarcophagus in last episode, and then they ran by another room, and there's a sarcophagus beating even harder, but neither of them mm-hmm. opened it. Yeah. And then in this episode, there is a memory that neither Stephen and Mark or Mark could remember. And Mark was like, I don't know. It's a street. Let's fucking move on. Right. Uh, there was and that. The, that was explained, though. That was explained. But then there's a third memory, too, from far back in like the second episode where there's Stephen and Mark are in a fight. And then all of a sudden they both black out and then everyone around them is dead in right. a more gruesome way. And both of them are like, did you do that? He's like, I would never do that. And and he's that like, I not, wouldn't either. That was not conscious. That was. And Conchu, Conchu was right next to them, too, so it was not Conchu. Yeah. It was, Conchu was like, what the fuck did... He's like, fuck, man. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question real quick? Um, no. <laughs> I, and I hesitate because, like, I hate Marvel nerds. Like, I'm tired of them, and I'm, I hate, like, people saying, like, Marvel movies and TV shows are it. But is it possible for a Marvel show to win Best Actor at the Emmys? And Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> and they're both Oscar, Oscar Isaac. And Oscar? <laughs> Oscar Isaac awesome. and Oscar Isaac. <laughs> the uh, Emmys win two Oscars? That's, come on. 
That's that a headline. Headline reads itself. I, uh, but like, uh, there's a million moments in this in, in this episode. But the one that I was thinking of is when Mark becomes Steven. Like he's drunk at his mom's shiva. Yeah. And is crawling down the street and basically does a werewolf transformation. Like in the eighties, you would have like that's how uh, right. humans become werewolves. And he's like, Ugh. but and then normal becomes, dude became normal dude. Right, and then he becomes Steven. He's like, oh, chimney sweep. I will. I will. How did I so get good. here? He's, He's like, one oh, of the best living actors we have. Keep running off, don't I? <laughs> Do you guys think this show is doing a good job with uh, treating mental health? Okay, and, um, and like, I'm not, I'm not saying that we're the experts, but did anything ring false to you guys? Nothing, nothing, I guess, rings fully false, and I can think of worse versions of this. But the fact that like one of them's a killer and one of them's a goofy foppish brit like it's definitely not taking it the most seriously <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i guess i don't know i i feel like that this is a thing that we put into horror movies more than reality like if you have this then you're going to be in a horror movie right instead of like anybody actually dealing with it so i don't know i don't know if it's weird how they're dealing with it or not well, I think we definitely got to see the trauma that caused mm-hmm. Mark to split in this whole episode. And I feel like they gave a reason. I am definitely not an expert to talk on this over. But, I mean, for me, it felt like it was very effective of, like, it, he. it's not something that he wanted to happen. It just had to happen. And it's not just for plot purposes. It's not like, for plot purposes. Like, it, it happened. happened. And I, he's and dealing with trauma. And this is how right. his, he is dealing with trauma. Have we ever seen anything like this in any MCU thing of like mm-hmm. as far like as traumatizing as this? I think people have said Loki and WandaVision have been the most adventurous, like the most bold. This is it. And it's yeah. because of what they're doing mentally and, and visually. Like. And just having a bad mom. Yeah. It's like bad moms. Traumatic things happen when you're a kid and also dads are bad. But this 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 episode was like no, this Mom's mom is bad. bad. Have you guys ever read the book The Child Called It? No. It's a, it's a memoir. It's horrifying. But this is basically the superhero version of The Child Called It because the mom treats the dad fine and the other brother fine and fucking tortures the the oldest kid. And this this just reminded me of that where she's like, I'm fine with the rest of the world. I will make your life hell, and the dad will be such a fucking spineless dickhead. He will do nothing about it but make you cakes. The dad the whole time is like a bad Fred Armisen impressionist who is like, <laughs> uh, his hair gets like longer. He gets like a bigger fro. That's how you know he's older. older. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time he's like, hey, come back. No? All right. That's, uh, <laughs> well, whatever. Bye-bye. Have I don't stop life. your mom from being a twat. Okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, should we go to moments of the week after we talk about bad mom? Yeah. All right. I don't even think we talked about, you know, Mark's brother at all. Uh, yeah, died. I mean, like, a poorly shot scene, I would say. Uh, did this seem like bad did, editing the entire episode? This might be the worst episode of the ones we've watched. I still really? have enough faith in this. But yeah, like, the, 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 the rules of balancing the scales are super fucking goofy. It's just okay. show each other memories, and the hippo will yell at you every once in a while that they're not balanced. It felt like a video game. I didn't like that part, but I did like the fact that he did have to go through all the memories. It was a great way for us to see it. Oh yeah, but yeah. also like you putting do the an origin two... story in one episode. Yeah, this is how you do it. Yeah, they did. I feel like they did an origin story really good. But uh, but oh, like, you're right. kid Mark being the... like, "Fuck mom, we can run to this drowning cave. Let's do it, little brother." Like they, they're like 
for as surprising as this show has been, some of the least surprising moments happened in this crazy episode. Yeah. Poor, traumatized poor Steven, too. Having to watch it all. Savage. Um, and I, also, by the way, is Katsu straight up what R. Else? Kelly? It's Explain. Like, is Katsu just searching for, like, he's searching for broken minds to make him a part of his cult. Right. Well, that's why Harrow is wrong but right. Harrow's saying, your mind is fractured, Katsu's taking advantage of you. Fact. But Harrow is also an evil bastard. And, I mean, isn't Kanchu even, like, better than R. Kelly in that, like, he's not looking to break minds. He's looking for the minds that are already broken. Yeah. What the and they're fuck, not 14, dude? and he's not peeing on them. <laughs> True that. On that transition now, I'm going to go to moments of the week. <laughs> and I am able to do it. Caitlin, give me your moment of the week. Oh, beans. Why don't we go to Mike first? Okay, beans. Mike. Um... I think that there's a moment where the strength, who is stronger, and this is always like such a fascinating moment in these kinds of shows or movies. Uh, Mark has been stronger this whole time and Steven has not, but they are fighting on the boat and Mark is frozen, freaking out. And Steven's like, I can't do this anymore and picks up a baseball bat and start. And the way Oscar Ivy, Isaac Casey shifts, Jones style. Yes. And the way Isaac shifts both of his characters' muscles. And so one is a little stronger. And one he is a fucking master. And to to spend his time on a dumb show like this, I fucking love it. <laughs> well, he sold his soul to Disney, so he must. Um, Ryan, what's your moment of the week? I guess. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, <laughs> so my least moment of the week is when Isaac punches Oscar, and it looks so bad. I thought we had figured out this fucking CGI by now. Uh, but my actual moment of the week is... Um, early on in the episode, Dr. Harrow, the villain, Ethan Hawke, is trying to talk to Mark or Steven, or he doesn't know, and Oscar Isaac is like, no, I think I'm all better. Like, he becomes Peter Lorre, and he's like, I think I'm all better. I think you did a good job, and then grabs, like, a sword, <laughs> knife, paperweight off the, the desk. pyramid like, paperweight. Yeah, and he cuddles it, and he's like, I am fully cured, and thank you for all of your help, and then tries to walk away. Hey, buddy, that's not going to work if you're in an insane asylum. <laughs> and also, Dr. Harrow, why do you have that fucking paperweight on your desk? All, yes. his, all his fucking decorations are sharp as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I like, I think they did so much in this episode where, like, it's not a real office. Like, all right. That that's work, how you know. Yeah. Like, but that whole, this paperweight is a fucking deadly weapon that any insane person could pick up. That's how we know. Mm. Why do we need any paperweights? Papers just sit on your desk and they don't move. Yeah, my papers have never run away. Right. Like, if you don't work on the 36th floor with all windows all open, open you windows. don't need a paper. How windy is your workplace, friend? <laughs> Caitlin, is your moment of the week paperweights? Uh, it's not, and I'm sad that I didn't go first now. <laughs> uh, my moment of the week is just uh, Mark and Steven. It's when Stephen is running through Mark's memories and Mark is trying to keep Stephen from like seeing because he doesn't want to relive the moments that Stephen hasn't seen. Still um, protecting. Still protecting mm-hmm. Stephen because Stephen is like the protected, like perfect part and, of like, him uh, that he doesn't a, want. A new ruined. little brother. Yeah. Yeah. It, so uh, I think that was my moment of the week is just seeing how Stephen is like his in his head made up little brother and just like how he has to protect Stephen so much and how Mark we thought like hated Stephen but really is just protecting him to like protect that part of himself. 
And also, uh, Stephen's like, wait, if we're in heaven, if we're dead, why are we in insane asylum? And Steve or Mark just being like, oh, bro, we're insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even the hippo being like, I've never seen this one before, but okay. Yeah. No, I don't like to judge, but this is fucking weird, guys. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. <laughs> And don't forget, moment of the week, Hippo Lady, of course. Um, Moon Knight is Thursdays on Disney+. Plus. That was all the, sh- the last show of the week, which means it's time to just wrap this up, you guys. So, I want to talk about X-Men, the animated series. There's no X-Men. You guys had your comic time, and it took away from our X-Men time, okay? Don't phrase it like that. We talked about literature. No, it was you had to talk about your little pictures and your little word bubbles, and like it was good. I hope you guys have fun. You sound like both my wife and my mother. Oh, mommy wife? <laughs> I hate it. Time to end this. Cassie has a new nickname. <laughs> Please, no. mommy wife, can we keep talking? <laughs> oh, no. No, Mike, but you can tell me, tell me about some websites. Well, mommy wife, everybody oh. should go to yourpopfilter.com if they want to get everything we put out there. Throw a little slash Amazon on there, and then you, Mother's Day is coming up, so you can buy your mommy wife anything you want at yourpopfilter.com slash slash Amazon. Uh, if you want more of us and to support us in a different way, go to patreon.com slash your pop filter and you get all kinds of bonus shit and it's so much fun. And that's the best website you should go to is patreon.com slash your pop filter. 100%. Ryan, can you tell us about the other shows? Of course. We of course have our hit podcast. Finally, we got one to get a ton of listeners. It's called Mommy Wife the Podcast, and that <laughs> is where me and Mike sit down and talk about, is Cassie a better mommy or a better wife? We don't Fuck know off. yet. Uh, and then also Superhero Show Show is what you're listening to now. And Movie of the Year is where we decide what is the single greatest movie of any given year. And then also The Unnatural 20s is a show where Cassie, Caitlin, and Mikey Books roll the dice and talk about what their life is. And I'm not going to say the same thing I always say. I'm not going to say He's not gonna that do the it. 20s are rapidly ending no, he, as fast as it. possible. Of course they did I'm it. not going to say it. No, they you just did say it. Discuss who's the most mommy and who's the most wife. <laughs> Ew. I hate... <laughs> 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 you guys are the worst. Let me, uh, Caitlin? Let me say to uh, the, the audience right now that this is not fucking Cassie fake grossing out. Like, she is... <laughs> For the first time on so, air. So, so sickened by this conversation. <laughs> I'll go back to horse puns over this, please. <laughs> um, Caitlin? Yes. Can you tell me about social media? Yeah, if you go to social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, it killed me. Uh, if you go to social media, you should go to at your pop filter at Twitter or Instagram. There mm-hmm. you can find some great pictures with words, Cassie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a comic book, but it's like digital and it's... um. A social media platform as well. Crazy. Cassie, straight up. We're going to do Superman and Lois comic book next week. Are you going to read it? If if I knew how, Ryan. I don't know how to tell you guys in so many words. Like, I don't know how to read. I don't know. Like, I can. This is supposed to make me feel bad, but I don't. I can try to, like. What if I hand you a dollar? You can. Sure. I can try. What if we stop calling you mommy wife? Yes, waifu. I will read that. <laughs> she, she prefers waifu, please. Absolutely not. I thought you were my friend. I thought you were in me, in with this with me. I need to end this. We have an email to contact at your please pop filter. This <laughs> Next week, it's a big episode because we're going to be talking about the Moon Knight finale. And also, as Ryan mentioned, the Superman and Lois comic 
um, in a comic book. We're going to read the comic version of it in uh, <laughs> the show. We're, we're reading it. And we'll decide... Mommy, wife, why not both? Absolutely not. <laughs> we will not mention it next week. This dies in this episode, along with Mike and Ryan. Speaking of for Mike, I'm Ryan. Ryan, I'm Mike for me. I'm me. For Caitlin, I'm me. Bye, everyone. We're all going to bed with that subject.